Yes. Let's put your hands together. Let's appreciate God. Yes. We want to round up and close the series we began last week on dreams and visions. Somebody say dreams. Dreams. And visions. And vision. Yes. It was a practical session. And um, we are going to make it practical again today. And then we can round it up. How many of you were here last week? The second service? Yes. So what did you learn last week? What are some of the things, the highlights that you took home last week? Um, guys, get the microphones ready as usual and let's make it run quickly. Yes. What did you learn about visions and dreams? We are, the next thing we'll be studying after this is how to hear the voice of God. How many of you want to learn how to hear the voice of God? You see, let me tell you, it is not my desire to be hearing God for you. No. Are you hearing me? Yes, I want to bring you to a place where you can hear God for yourself. Where you can hear God speak to you by yourself. That to an extent that when somebody even gives you a prophecy somewhere that is not from God, you can, your spirit can identify this is not from God. Are you getting my point? Yeah. It is a, we are growing you to a place in God where you know God for yourself. Are you hearing me? Yes. Yeah. You must grow in the house of God where you pray for yourself. You can intercede for yourself. You can connect with God all by yourself. That is the realm we need to get to. Where you can lay hands even on your family members and they shall receive the gifts of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Why? Because you have been groomed and you have been nurtured in the things of God to a dimension where you are full of the spirit. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So that is the realm and the place where we are we are going to. Yes. What did you hear last week? What did you learn last week? Anybody? Yes. Give me. Mm -hmm. Dreams are yes. We learned that every dream that you have is talking about what is yet to happen. Amen. So the dreams we have are futuristic. Say dreams. Dreams. Shout it like your voice is here. Say dreams. Dreams. Are futuristic. Are futuristic. Yes, they talk about what is yet to happen. Sometimes I can have a dream in the morning, but within the next 24 hours, it would have already happened. Amen? Yes, so all the dreams you have talk about things that are yet to happen. Yes? Anyone else? Yes? There's someone here? Okay. Yes, you don't translate a dream, but you interpret a dream. Somebody say, you interpret a dream. You interpret a dream. What is saying? Are you a typical Kikuyu? Yes, I am. I, I feel there's something wrong. <laughs> is that right? Huh? It's, it's a deep one. That's why I'm lost. <laughs> Hear me? When you are translating a sentence, you translate every single word of what you hear. But when you are interpreting something, what it simply means is that you give a summary of what it means. So when you are interpreting a dream, you interpret a dream. Every dream you have in the night, you interpret it. So it gives interpretation gives a summary of what you have seen in the dream so let's say you have a dream and in the dream you came to church and as you left church i mean you saw somebody 
I mean, you boarded the matatu, and you boarded the matatu. You came to a place, and you, as you were coming off, as you came off the matatu, the matatu had an accident. Now, and somebody told you, as you were leaving church before you boarded the matatu, that God is with you. Now, you don't interpret every single thing you see in the dream. Okay, so what, what does the dream mean when I was in church? What does the dream mean when I boarded the matatu? What does the dream mean when I had the accident? The central theme of the dream is what you interpret. The truth, I mean, the central theme of such a dream is that you boarded a matatu, there was an accident, but you were, you were exempted, you escaped. All right? Yeah, you don't interpret every single line of um, detail of the dream, but you interpret the central theme of the dreams you have. Yes, anyone else? Yes? Those of you here, why you didn't come to church? Uh -huh. God speaks to us through dreams. God speaks to us through dreams. I said God speaks to us through how many ways? How many of you remember? Five, Five ways. Number one? The word. Number two? Simon? Who is that? Yes, you, yeah. Visions. Number three? Dreams. Warimu? Face to face. Uh huh. Through his servants. Yeah, so God speaks to us. I said to you, God speaks to us. The primary source of God speaking to you is through his word. Say his word. His word. Shall we say his word? His word. Number two, I said God speaks to us through what? Dreams. Number three, through? Visions. Number four, through? And number five, through? Yes, face to face, where you physically have an encounter with God and he begins to speak to you. So anytime you come to church and you hear the word of God, that is God speaking to you. Amen. Amen. Are you hearing me? Yes. Sir. Anytime you go into a service and you hear the word of the Lord, that is God speaking to you. Number two, you can have a vision as you are, as I'm standing here. God can be begin to show me a vision about what is yet to happen, and I can tell you, like I am standing here, I am seeing a vision, even though I am preaching. Because my spirit is able to connect both within and without. In other words, as I am here, my spirit can still be seeing something concerning Aswani. As I am seeing a vision concerning him now, even though I am standing here. Okay, you are not understanding. It is in scripture. When Elisha, follow me. When Elisha, the major prophet. When Gehazi followed after Naaman. And went to collect produce of prophecy from Naaman. Eli, when Naaman came back, Elijah asked Naaman, where did you go? He said, oh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just, I was just hanging about. And Elijah said, did my spirit not go with you? He was in his house, but his spirit was still going with him. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. I can be here, and my spirit can still be in Tanzania, seeing visions about Aswani. Are you getting my point? Yeah. So, God can give you a vision. He says, he asked him, where have you been, Gehazi? And he said, your servant went nowhere. I am just around. And those of you that like lying to prophets, I always tell you, when you lie to me, it's not that I don't know. I just keep quiet. I agree with your lie. Just to make you know that at least I know that you are lying. Because I put you in a box that from now onwards, this person is a... Yes. And he said to him, did my heart not go with you? Give me them from New King James, King James. He said, did my spirit not go with you? And when you turn from his chariot to meet, when he turned from his chariot to meet you, in other words, he says, as you were, even if, as I was even here, my spirit had gone with you. Amen? Amen. Yeah, so God can give you a vision, even though you may be here. Visions are clear, vivid 
um, um, imageries that you see, even though you are still awake. Dreams happen when you are asleep. Visions happen when you are awake. Amen? Yes. Anyone else? Last one? Yes. I learned that we always ought to relate what is in the dream and the word. Yes. Anytime you have a dream, relate what you see to the word. Tell your neighbor, relate what you see to the word. Relate to what you see in the word. Yes, anyone else? What it means is that, sir, what's your name? Tell us your name. Daniel, Daniel yes. Daniel is saying, when you have a dream, relate what you see in the dream to, come on, to? In other words, you don't interpret any vision or a dream outside of God's word. There are so many people here, I know, they are very prophetic, but the problem is their ability to interpret the visions they have. Are you hearing me? Yes. They cannot interpret the visions they have into reality. They can have a vision, but they don't have the ability to interpret the visions they have. I pray that God will grant you capacity to interpret your visions. I receive Yes, last person. Let's, let's take somebody from here, from the back. Let's take somebody from the back there. Yes, yes. Last person. Anybody from the back? Mm -hmm. Every dream has a theme. Yes, every dream you have has a theme. Amen? Amen. Yeah, so we understood from what... Now let's go to the word of God. Let's follow through. Now we are going to do exactly as we did yesterday. If you have dreams, get your, get your dreams ready. We are going to raise prophets and prophetesses in this house Amen. that will help you interpret your dream. Amen? Amen. Yes. How many of you believe you can prophesy? Yes. God is able to make you prophesy. Yes. Let me tell you, don't feel like only prophets or men of God are the ones that God... Anybody can be anointed to prophesy. Amen. Shout, I can be anointed to prophesy. I can be anointed to prophesy. Yeah, God can anoint you and assign you and grant you the gift to prophesy. So, understand that. So God speaks to us through dreams. And give me Numbers, the book of Numbers as we read. Numbers 12. 6 to 8. Shall we read one go? Now let's read it loud one go. And he said, Hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known to him in a vision, and I will speak to him in a dream. Uh -huh. But it is not so with my servant Moses. He is entrusted and faithful in all He says, if there is a prophet among you, God says, I speak to him in. If there is a prophet among you, God says, I speak to him in dreams and visions. But for my servant Moses, I speak to him face to face. In other words, God can speak to us through dreams. God can speak to us through visions. God can also speak to you through face-to-face. -face. Like, I mean, what, what I mean by face-to-face -face is the audible voice of God. Somebody shout the audible voice of God. The audible voice of yes, God. Yes, where you hear God 
clearly speaking to you. Amen? Amen. And I pray that all of us will get to the realm and the dimension where we can hear his audible voice. I receive. Amen? And I said to you last week, the reason why God speaks to us through dreams and prophetic languages is that that is the language of God. We learn from scripture that Jesus always spoke to the disciples in what? In what? Parables. In parables. Jesus, scripture actually says Jesus never spoke to the crowd, to the multitude, not unless he was speaking in parables. Every single time Jesus spoke, yes. surprisingly, he would speak to the multitude in parables. Yes. And the Bible says he will explain the parables, not to the multitude, but to who? Why? Because it says it is not given to everyone to understand the mysteries of God. And I love that part of um, the kingdom. Why? Because he, he said, the other day Jesus said you don't take bread, the things of the spirit and cast it into swines. The reason why it is not given to everyone to understand the mysteries of the things of the Holy Ghost is that God has made it in such a way that it is them only that yearn for him, that long for him, that desire him. They are the ones that can understand the mysteries of the spirit. So if you don't grow yourself in the spirit to get deeper into the things of God, you may be wallowing at the, shadow, at the shallows of the spirit and you still be a baby Christian not understanding the mysteries of the things of the spirit. Why? Because God desire you to come up hither. Come to the realm and the dimension where you have grown in order for you to contain and understand the things of the Holy Ghost. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Yes. Matthew chapter 13, verses 3 to 10. Let's read that. Okay. Matthew chapter 13. Read one go. Then he spoke many things to them in parables. Shall we read one go? Then he spoke to them, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, mm -hmm. and the came and brought it. Immediately sprang out. Psalm 60 and Psalm 30, verse 9. Hold on, hold on, before we go to verse 10. Imagine Jesus is speaking to a crowd, over 5,000 people. He says, a sower went to sow seeds. And some fell on the highway side, some fell on thorny grounds, some fell on stony grounds, and some fell on good soil. And um, 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 some, that fell, those that fell on good soil, yielded a hundredfold, sixtyfold, and thirtyfold. And you know, he will say these parables and leave it. And go. And imagine that is how he kept saying all the time. So when he got in verse 10, the Bible says, the disciples asked them, shall we read one go? And the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in it doesn't make sense, sir. Why are you speaking to them in prophetic languages? Imagine I come here, and this is how I will be speaking. In the realm of the spirit, I have, I have, been enter, I have entered into the third heavens. 
And as I entered into the third heavens, I saw the glory and the cloud. And as I saw the cloud, I saw angels that were holding parcels. And the angels were holding parcels and they, they were names of people in Grace Arena on those parcels. And then I go. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. So now it is left to you to interpret what it means. Are you getting me? Yes. Sir. Yeah. So you, that is how Jesus was speaking to the people. So verse 10. Go back to verse 10. The disciples said, why do you speak to them in parables? And let's hear his answer. His answer was like one go. And he answered them and said, because it has not been given Sorry, so because it has been given to you to know what? The mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. In other words, this is what I was saying. When it comes to the mysteries of the things of the spirit, in fact, God does not even want everybody to know. It is written here in your Bible. Yes. There are certain people that have been given the mandate to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Why? Because see, God does not want people to trivialize the things of the spirit. There are so many people that they even speak bad against the, uh, when we pray in tongues. When we are in the mood of the spirit, we are worshiping, we are praying. They don't understand. Are you getting me? They don't understand the mystery of praying in tongues. They don't understand the mystery of prayer. They don't understand the mystery of fasting. You're like, ah, why are you fasting like this? I mean, you, they will give you all sort of reasons. It, because it is not up to them to understand. It is up to those people that are closer to the kingdom. It was the disciples that were closer to Jesus. Those that understand the mysteries of the kingdom are those that have an intimate relationship with the Lord. If you have an intimate relationship with the Lord, you will be able to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. And... The crowd didn't have an intimate relationship with the Lord, but the disciples had. So they were the ones. That's why Jesus said, it is given to you to understand, but not to them to understand. So he will explain the parables to the disciples. Why? Because he had intimate relationship with them. Let me tell you, when you have an intimate relationship with God, there is no secret that God cannot reveal to you. Are you here? The reason why some of you, you feel so far and God feels so far is because you don't have a relationship with him. You only come to church on a Sunday and you come and lift holy hands. But real personal relationship with the Lord, you don't have it. So you, you, you are oblivious of everything that goes on around you. You don't even know. I always say, in fact, for me, I literally get offended with God sometimes when I realize that some things have happened around me and I, I don't know. Or I didn't get a glimpse of it in my spirit. Why? Because I've trained my spirit so much so that things around me, I am able to pick signals about them before they manifest. Are you getting me? Yes, sir. I don't know everything. No. God has not revealed to me everything. No. But important things around me, God will somehow make me have a revelation about them before they happen. Why? Because I have a relationship with Jesus. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Can I tell you, you also, God can bring you to a place in him where everything that is happening around you, he can show you. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Amos 3, he says that surely the Lord God will not do a thing 
unless he reveals his secrets to his servants, the prophets. He says, surely the Lord God will not do a thing. Now, let's read one go. Surely the Lord God does nothing. Unless he reveals his secrets to his servants. The prophets. To his servants there. The prophets. Surely the Lord does nothing unless he reveals it. I pray that your prophetic senses will be captured. I will be sensitive from today. I receive. That you shall be able to hear God for yourself. I receive. I told you we are on a journey to raising prophets. Amen. Amen. By, Je- by December, we will raise so many prophets here. I receive. I will be seated here and prophet who? Prophet who? Give me. Prophet Grace will be prophesying. Amen. Prophet who? Who, who else? Yes, prophets. Prophetess Francine will be prophesying. Prophetess who? Yes, Leo. God will raise prophets here. That is the dimension we want to get to. Amen. Amen. Yes. So that when we send you to where? To where? Tika. Washington. When we send you to Kitui, you can be able to contend with the witches there. Hallelujah. Yes. Now, so let's go. Let's give me um, verse 34. Verse 34 in that same scripture. Matthew 13, verse 34. Matthew 13, verse 34. Matthew 13, verse 34. Shall we read one go? All these things Jesus spoke to the multitude in parables, and without a parable, he did not speak to them. Bible says all these things Jesus spoke to the multitude in parables and without a parable he will not speak speak. Jesus only spoke in prophetic languages in fact the language of God is prophetic and I want you to grow how do you develop an intimate relationship with God number one building your personal word life you personally must have a steady time study the word of God for yourself some of you, the only time you open the Bible is when we come to church and the man of God says, open to John chapter 5. Okay, right now, everybody, do you have your Bibles here? Open to Hezekiah chapter 2, verse 5. Everyone, open right now. Hezekiah 2, verse 5. Hezekiah 2, verse 5. See, people are confused. There is no book in the Bible called Hezekiah. But, see, you, you don't know. I tricked you right now. You don't know there is no book in the Bible called what? Hezekiah. I just said open to Hezekiah chapter 2 verse 5. You are ready to open. Somebody say mercy. Mercy. Yeah, because you don't read your Bible. Alright? Yes. Building your personal study where? Number 2. Building it, your personal prayer life. You must have a personal prayer. And the good thing about this church is that we are always creating a time for prayer. Morning, there is prayer. Evening, there is prayer. Every single day. In fact, those of you that don't know, we started praying online from 2016. Before COVID, 2016, I started praying online. So if you go back to my page, even 2017, there are prayers that you can still pray. You go to YouTube, on my page, there are so many prayers you can pray by yourself. 
Amen? Amen. Yeah. My son, um, Joshua, in, in the UK, he built his spiritual life by just listening to sermons that I have preached. He had, we go to podcasts, listen to them, go to YouTube, listen to them. Now he's a full-time preacher. He runs a ministry in the UK, and he's a young boy. Very young. He just soaked himself in the word. Just listening to them. And he can literally minister. He runs, now he runs all night, monthly all night by himself in the UK. Not under our church, by himself. And people gather. And he's not even 22, 23. He's not. Just, yeah. Wow. Just soaking himself. He gathered people in the UK, ministering to them, a young boy. All he built his spiritual life was on sermons of Prophet David. Sermons alone. He'd be listening to them every single day. He's able to expand the word. When he's preaching, you think I'm the one preaching. Those of you that are listening to him, isn't it? When Joshua is preaching, you think I'm the one preaching. Even his voice. Why? Because he connected so well to the word to an extent that he captured He's caught the anointing. So for you to build intimate relationship with God, build your personal word life, build your personal prayer life. Now, number three, you must learn how to connect to the source of grace. What do I mean? The other day, Ezekiel said, I mean, as I was listening to you, the spirit entered me. As you, you must constantly listen to sermons from the house. The word of God that we preach from the altar, every sermon is on YouTube. Some of you, you know, the only time you go to YouTube is when you want to listen to Bahati and those funny, funny, funny songs. Hallelujah. The other song is called what? Somebody help me. That song, there's a song some of you like. The other day, the Lord opened my eyes. As, who is your? Look at that one. <laughs> I was praying. I was praying for someone, and the Lord showed me an accident. And there, the person was going to have an accident. So as I was praying in the realm of the spirit, the person, as, as I was praying, praying for someone, the Lord showed me, this person is going to have an accident. Guess what? As I was praying, the Lord showed me, and the person was already dancing, funny dance somewhere. That from that dance, she was going to have an accident. And I pleaded and said, Father, by your mercies, may you deliver this one. Are you getting me? Instead of you to connect with fellowship, come to the presence of God and connect in prayer, connect in worship, connect, have fellowship with the brethren. You want to go to 18. Are we together? Yes. How can you build intimate relationship with God when you are building intimate relationship with gatherings of the devil? Amen? Amen. Yes. So for you to grow to the place where you can connect in the spirit, you must be able to build intimate relationship with God. That is the place where God begins to show you things, visions, guide you into understanding the things of the spirit. Now, now let's go to what I'm here for. How to interpret dreams God's way. Number one, any dream you have, I said, for you to interpret it, you must consider a few things. Number one, the setting of the dream. Someone say the setting. The setting. What did you see in the dream? Today we are going to do practical things here. The setting of the dream. 
Number two, the feeling. What was the feeling you had in the dream? Were you happy? Were you frightened? Were you scared? Can I tell you something? When you have a dream and you... See, if you train yourself very well, I always tell people, how many of you have dreams and then somebody, a, a lion is chasing you and it's like you are going to get devoured? How many of you have had such dreams? So when a lion is chasing you in the dream, what do you do? You run. No, wake up. No, do you hear what I'm saying? I said what? Wake up. So when you, when you manage to wake yourself up, what happens? The dream what? Ends. Now let me tell you, it is one of the surest way in terminating demonic dreams. But the reason why most of you are not able to wake up from your dream is because you don't have strong will spirit. You have not built your spirit man to be able to disconnect. Are you hearing me? Yes. If you tell me you can have a dream and you are being beaten and they beat you until you cannot even wake up. Then you can, that means you have not built your spirit man. Your spirit man is not strong. In fact, your flesh and your soul is stronger than your spirit. There is no dream I cannot come out of. When you are having a dream and somebody is sleeping with you in the dream, it before it starts. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Can I tell you something? If you constantly have bad dreams and you are able to wake yourself up before even that dream starts, I'm telling you, that dream will terminate. It will stop completely. Why? Because, see, gee, the, the, um, the Bible said, resist the devil and he will what? He will flee. Most of you, you cannot even resist the devil even in your sleep. Physically, you can't resist the devil. Even in your sleep, you cannot resist the devil. It's a dangerous place to be. If you allow the devil, he will have control over you. But you must come to a place where when the enemy is about to start, you stop him right there. Are we together? Yes, sir. Yeah. So, number one, consider the setting of the dream. Number two, the feeling. Was it a feeling of excitement? Were you afraid? Were you sad? Number three. What else did I say? The setting and what? The theme. Another thing that you need to consider is the culture. Somebody say the culture. The culture. Your, your culture. Where you come from. Let me tell you. Culture influences the dreams people have. Sure. Or culture it helps you to understand and, in, uh, and understand and interpret the dreams you have. For instance, in Southern Africa. Is anybody here from Southern Africa? All of you are from Kenya and East Africa. South Africa, Southern Africa. Now, in Southern Africa, hear me, when you have a dream and you see stool, stool, S-T-O-O-L, it means one thing. In East Africa, when you see stool, what does it mean? This what? Witchcraft. Disgrace. It's, it means disgrace. It means shame. It means something that doesn't look good. But when you go to Southern Africa, when somebody has get a dream and they see stool, it means money is about to come. 
You see the way you are saying, ah. Can you imagine that? When they see stool, they are so happy. Because they are going to get money. Zimbabwe, Malawi, South Africa, when they see stool in their dreams, in fact, it is one of the best dreams they can have. <laughs> I don't want to go deeper because <laughs> when they see stool around them and they are sitting in it, that means <laughs> they are going to enjoy money. But when you from Nyeri, you see stool, you have to pray. So you must understand the culture of the person, especially if you are a leader, a minister, and somebody calls you and says, so help me interpret the dream. And say they called you from Zimbabwe and they say, oh, I had a dream and I was still soon. And you say disgrace. They will say, ah, oh, this one, you are a false prophet. You don't even understand what you are doing. Are you getting my point? Yes, yeah, sir. you need to understand the culture of the person in order, or the culture of, of the setting of the dream in order to help you to interpret dreams. Now let's go. So last week we, we, Learned on how to interpret dreams that um, concerns men of God. So I said, when you see a man of God in your dream, what does it mean? I am going to call you randomly. Those of you that were here, Mercy Tambi, you were here last week, right? When you see a man of God in the dream, what does it mean? It's God. A man of God represents God. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So, what the man of God tells you is exactly what God is trying to tell you. When you see a man of God in your dream, the man of God there represents God. And we, we use the scripture, Luke chapter 1, amen, from 26 to 27. The Bible said, God sent angel Gabriel. And the, word, the Hebrew word Gabriel transliterated means the messenger of God or the man sent from God. So when you have a dream and you see a man of God, it means that God is sending a message to you through the servant of God. So when you have a dream and whatever message you see in that dream, that is what God wants you to I mean, that is what God wants to communicate to you. Most of the time, that is what it is. Not all the time, but most what? Of the time. So when you have a dream and God, I mean, you see a man of God, say maybe um, um, Pastor Lee is telling you, don't go to that direction. Don't go to, say, um, wherever tomorrow. And, but go to this direction. Most of the time, there is no other interpretation. All that it simply means is what you heard in the dream. Don't go to wherever, but go to the other side. Are we following? Yes. Yes. And I made you understand that not all dreams are from God. Not all dreams are from God. Yeah, some dreams are from your flesh. Say my flesh. My flesh. Shall you say my flesh? My flesh. Shall you say my flesh? My flesh. Yes, not all dreams are from God. There are some dreams that are from where? Your flesh. Some of you, you watch horror movies and you see certain things in your dream. It is not from God. It is from the horror movie you watched. There are some dreams that are from the devil. I said, then please note this. Dreams from the devil are, are assigned in such a way and they come in such a way to distract you from the will of God. Dreams from the devil make sure you see the good people in your life as bad and the bad people in your life as good. I gave an example. Now in case you have a dream and Pastor Joshua is shooting you, say, hey, that man, 
I think he has a spirit. He has a demon. Which demon? From where? Maybe from your village. Are you hearing me? Yeah. He is a man of God. But the enemy will make you feel like now. This one. Because why? The devil wants to distract you from connecting to the truth. Amen? Amen? Yes. So you need to understand that principle. That not all dreams are from God. So interpreting a dream, the next thing that we, we interpreted was when you see what? Water. Somebody say water. Water. Yeah, now when you see water in a dream, I said it means several, it has several meanings. What did we say? Number one, it's a symbol of what? Come on. Blessings. Uh-huh. It also represents what? An attack. When you see it in the form of a flood and you are threatened, you are scared, seeing yourself in water, you are about to get drowned, it's a sign that there is an attack that is coming out against you. Yes? Huh? It also symbolizes the Holy Spirit. Yes? Anything else? Hmm? Blessings. Okay, now let's go to... And the last one we dealt with is when you see snakes and scorpions in your dream. What does it mean? How did you explain it? I say anything you see in your dream, get a scripture reference that connects with it. So what scripture can you connect with when it's concerning snakes and scorpions? Anybody? Yes, Leah? Luke 10.19. What does the Bible say in Luke 10.19? He says, God says he has given you authority over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means what? So when scripture says this, I have given you authority over serpents and what? And over all the power of the enemy. That means that serpents and scorpions are typology or types of the powers of the enemy. Are you here? Are you here? So when you have a dream and you see serpents and scorpions, it is a symbol, a symbol or it symbolizes that the power of the enemy, witchcraft power, demonic power is coming out against you. So you need to pray. And I said every bad dream you have, you pray against it. And every good dream you have, you pray for its what? Fulfillment. Okay? Even if you don't understand, basic prayer to make. The Father, let this dream come to pass. If you don't understand the dream, that is if it's a good dream, pray that it will come to pass. And if it's a bad dream, pray that it shall be what? Aborted. You don't ignore prayer when it concerns dreams. Because most of us, the reason why you have dreams and bad things happen is because you underestimated the potency of the dream that you had. Are we here? Yes, sir. Yes. So, next one, when you have a dream and you see you've talked about snakes, you see trees. What does tree mean? When you see a tree in a dream. Okay, before, okay after tree, we go to something else. When you have a dream and you see a tree, trees in a dream. Yes, pastor. You give me a scripture. Don't tell me what it means. You give me a scripture in the word of God that shows trees and then we can help you interpret it. That is how you interpret a dream. Yes? A scripture in a dream. Yes, 
Is that Nzioka? There's that scripture where um, when Jesus, I think, healed the man, then he said he's seeing men as trees. Powerful. Yeah. So to me, it, it comes out that when you see trees, it represents men or people. Powerful. Come on, put your hands together for that. See, when you see trees in a dream, it means a man, human beings. See, when Jesus, follow me, when Jesus healed a man, and Jesus said, and the man said, I can see men as trees. What is simply men? Give me John chapter 15. Okay, he looked up and said, I said, okay, Mark 8 is still there. Now let's read up. Then go back to verse 22 or 21, and then we can start from there, and then we can explain it. Shall we read one go? Let's read one go. Then he came to Bethsaida, and he brought a blind man to him, and begged him to touch him. Uh-huh. So he took the blind man and him out of the town. When he had, hey, Jesus did what? Now read, Jesus did what? Hey, Jesus. Some of the healings Jesus did, they were dangerous. So. If it was today, it will come on citizen news. Hey, that prophet is spitting on people's eyes. <laughs> no, are you getting me? Jesus spat on somebody's eyes. Hey, if that man was my brother, I would say, Jesus, this one, we don't need the healing. Take your healing. He spat on his eyes and put his hand on him and asked him if he saw anything. anything. And what did the man say? And he looked up and said, I see men like trees. Now, walking. Now, the man said, I see men like trees. Why? Because he had, his eyes were open, but they were not fully open. He could see things in a spiritual perspective, not as physically. Are we here? Yes, sir. The first aspect of man that made man man is the spirit. The, our bodies here are just containers that houses our spirit. So when Jesus spoke, I mean, spat over the eyes of the blind man and touched him and he began to see, he began to see things from a spiritual perspective. He saw men like trees, like how you see things in the spirit or in a vision. Then Jesus touched him again and said, let me bring you back home so that you can see men clearly. And he put his, high, his hand on his eyes again and he looked up and, his, and he was what? Restored and saw everyone what? Yeah. yeah. Now he was not seeing things in a, in, a, in a spiritual way. He was seeing them clearly in a natural sense. So when you see trees in a vision, it can represent man. Next one. When you see cars and aeroplanes and, and trains, what does that mean? Who can help us? Yes, Elizabeth? Give me, me give you a microphone. How many of you have dreams and you see cars or planes? Yes, uh huh. So we are going to use someone's dream right now to interpret. Uh huh. It means elevation. 
It means elevation. Cars means elevation. That's what she says. So give us a script. Don't tell me um, 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 what it means. Give me a scripture reference why you think it means elevation. Okay. That one, she has not gotten there yet. Anybody? What does cars or planes or those means of transport in a dream mean? Give me a scripture reference that will help you interpret it. I am guiding you so that you can be able to interpret your own dreams and be able to understand the visions you have. Anybody? Anybody? Somebody said, there is no car in the Bible, isn't it? Yeah, but, be, uh, yes? Uh, I'd say the cars and planes are modern equipments, so in the scripture they can be compared to chariots of horses. Perfect! Come on, put your hands together for him. Yeah. In the olden days, there were no cars in the Bible. In the, new t in the olden days, they had what? Chariots and horses. That is what they use as means of transport. So if you see cars and, and, and planes and whatever now, it is like somebody dreaming in those days seeing chariots and horses. Are you getting me? They were means of transport. That is what it is. And cars transport you from one place to another. Chariots used to transport you from one place to another. So it signifies what? Somebody can help me. Somebody, uh -huh. It signifies your life, your destiny. When you see a car, when you have a dream, how many of you have had a dream and you, you, you have seen a car or whatever I, so that we can help you interpret that dream? Anybody tell us your dream? Yes. Make it short. Yes. Yes. Tell us your name and then the dream you had. Uh, I'm Roman Ayego. Uh -huh. I had this dream and I saw my car did not have the ignition. It didn't have the ignition. Yes. yes. That was all the dream about. Mm -hmm. Now, if we say dreams signify, um, sorry, cars signifies your life or your destiny, and she had a dream and the car didn't have ignition, what will you say? What does... Can somebody, can somebody help us as a prophet or a prophetess interpret the dream? Yes, give it to... Is that purity? Or, yes, give it to purity. Yes. It signifies speed. Come again? Speed. Speed. So the car didn't have ignition. It means uh, she could not move from one level, so there is delay. There is delay. Are you getting it? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? If a car it helps you to move from one place to another, and you had a dream, and in the dream, your car didn't have ignition, that means it can't move. So it simply means that you are what? You are stagnant, you are stagnant, you are stagnated, you are delayed. Are you learning something? Yeah, yes. Gentlemen, they also had a dream. Mom, so you understand the dream? I don't need to be a prophet. Even if I'm not a prophet, I can tell there is a little bit of delay and stagnation in your life. Are you getting me? Can you see delay and stagnation in certain areas? Yeah. So the dream you had, God was trying to tell you there is delay and stagnation going on. So you need to pray against it. So when I told you last week, whether you have a good dream or a bad dream, it is still what? It is still good. Why? If you have a good dream, God is trying to show you something good is about to happen. If you have a bad dream, God has been gracious enough to you to show you something bad is about to happen. So what do you do? You pray against it. Okay? Yes. Yeah. So when you have a bad dream, don't panic. And don't start fighting. 
I told you about how um, one of my daughters, she had a bad dream that her husband has a child somewhere. She starts going fighting the husband. I mean, surely. You had a dream and your husband had a child somewhere. It doesn't mean it has happened. Now the guy, the lady goes, start fighting the husband. It is just a dream. God is showing you if you don't pray for that husband, he may get a child somewhere. So yours is what? To pray, call him for a prayer meeting, fast for 40 days. Yes. Okay, my name is Glenn. Mm -hmm. Yesterday night I dreamt that uh, I was supposed to fly out mm -hmm. of the country. Uh -huh. And uh, at the airport there were some conflicts and uh, somewhere, somehow I, I missed the flight. You missed the flight. So yeah. who can help her interpret that dream? I want somebody. Yes, yes. Amos. Prophet Amos. Uh-huh. Now. Uh, I'd say it's, it's a missed opportunity. It's a missed opportunity. Yes, that is simply. It's as simple as that. Something good is about to happen to you, but you missed it. Okay? Anybody who has had a dream concerning a car? You had a dream and you were in a car. Yes? I dreamt I was in a very good car. It was bluish. It was a Mercedes. Mercedes. It was very nice. Uh -huh. uh, I had just... You were the only one in the car? Yes, I was the only one. Okay. It was so nice. <laughs> So uh, I drove it. I was feeling so nice. And then I had to adjust because it was like new. It was not like mine. It was just new, new. very mm -hmm. bluish. Mm -hmm. So I had to adjust the seat so mm -hmm. that I can drive well. Wow. Yes. So who can help her interpret the dream? Are you sure you saw yourself alone in that blue Mercedes? <laughs> That's fine. Yes. Who can help her interpret the dream? Who can help her? See, we are learning how you can interpret visions so that you don't go to Google, Googling your dreams. All right? Who can help her interpret that dream? Yes, Pastor Liz. Mm -hmm. I can liken the, the, the car with uh, a calling mm -hmm. and her adjusting the seat mm -hmm. is for her to raise her capacity so that she can fit and drive in with the vision. Powerful. That is a good interpretation, Yes. I Who else can help her? Inter yeah, prophetess, help, help her interpret the dream. Also, the car signifies the ministry. Mm -hmm. It's about her ministry. Mm -hmm. And also, the speed. Mm -hmm. he has, she has to stop mm -hmm. to adjust the seat mm -hmm. to reinforce her capacity mm -hmm. to have the speed to accelerate. Wonderful. So, are you getting the interpretation of your dream? Yes. Who else? You, had a, you have a dream. You are helping her interpret. Yes. Prophetess in Zioka. Help us interpret. Uh -huh. Prophet, sorry. Prophet, prophet, prophet in Zioka. Oh, I thought you meant her. So uh, oh, yeah, prophetess. Oh, okay. Yeah, you also become a prophetess in Jesus' name. Yes. The color blue. Uh-huh. Because you said the car was blue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, blue refers to heaven. So, mm -hmm. that, you know, it's a, what, you know, that vision, that dream, is a heavenly vision. It's a heavenly so vision. Blue. Yes. Now, now, let me bring it home. Like I said, car signifies your life, your destiny. Now, the blue signifies heaven or an anointing or a blessing or a calling. That is why they connected the car not just to your life, but to what? A calling or an assignment. And then you speeding and enjoying means in, you are going to probably enjoy the move of God in your life or your calling. And you needed to adjust it. Are you getting me? Yeah. Position yourself, build capacity in such a way that you can be able to, I mean, walk in that calling well or walk in that assignment that God has called you into very well. 
You understand? So, now when you see a chariot, or you see a car, a vehicle, a plane, now you understand what it means. Is there anybody who has had a dream concerning an accident? You had a car. Yes. Yes. Now, it's that you have, been, you have spoken. Let the one at the back speak. You have not. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, it was just a, just a few days after you had talked about an airplane crash. Mm -hmm. So I had a dream that um, I was late for a flight. Mm -hmm. So I was heading to, an, uh, to the airport. It was a, a question. Just, just a question. Just a by the way. Have you boarded a flight before? No. Okay. Go ahead. So um, I was rushing to the airport mm -hmm. and I was on a speed bike. Mm -hmm. And then the weather was not good. Mm -hmm. So um, there was an aircraft that was supposed to land. But because of the bad weather, I think um, it got hit by thunder. And therefore, um, as it was landing, instead of landing on the runway, it came on the, uh, it's still on the air side, but on the, uh, uh, where the grass is. Mm -hmm. And then the fuselage got separated um, with the cabin area, mm -hmm. the, the cockpit, sorry. And everyone in the cockpit, uh, that is the captain and his co-pilot, uh, they didn't die. Everyone in the fuselage, nobody died. But the aircraft was on fire. Yes. Yes. So you had a dream. You were going to board a plane. And then that is the plane that you were going to board was the one that landed. No. The one I was going to board was near. It was near. Yes. But now you saw another plane that had a crash. And, um, and the cockpit was separated from... The other side. Yes, because and it fell. It fell. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of broke into two. Yes. Kind of. Yes. yes. And then what happens? What happened next? The engines caught fire. The engines caught fire. Yes. Okay. So who can help us interpret that? This one looks deep, eh? Yes. Anybody? Try. I mean, you are trying. You are, you are raising yourself. Yes. Pastor. Mm hmm Yes. So telling you about your dream or trying to say it is about that is specific as a ministry. Mm -hmm. You are near him mm -hmm. and he's almost crashing. Mm -hmm. So you need to be an intercessor for it. You just pray for it. Yes. Uh, come, come again. You said what? I missed that uh, part. That is a ministry uh -huh. near to you uh -huh. which is about to separate into two. Mm -hmm. So it means it will not kill anyone. It will not destroy a person. Yeah. But the ministry itself is crashing. But when we pray or we intercede, it will come out. Powerful. Come on. Let's appreciate him for that. Yes. Anyone else who can help interpret the dream? At least Pastor has drawn it closer. Anyone? Yes. Pastor Liz? Mm -hmm. You are thinking otherwise, yes. Just tell us what you are I'm thinking. I'm thinking otherwise because mm -hmm. he has just mentioned that it is after you had given the prophecy. Mm -hmm. So could it be that it was a dream out of the flesh? Okay, wow. That is a good um, 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 place. Yeah. Uh, after I had given up a prophecy about a plane crash. Come on, put your hands together for Pastor Liz. <laughs> are you getting that? Pastor Liz is making us understand that he had a dream because I prophesied about a plane crash. So it could possibly mean he took that thing I said into his dream and he dreamt about it. 
So it could be a dream out of the flesh. No, how many of you agree with that? I personally agree with Pastor Liz. I'm not saying you, I'm, I'm not saying you are, your dream was out of the flesh. I'm just saying it could possibly be that your dream was out of the flesh. Why? Because you had the dream right after I talked about a plane crash. And somebody tested me that they actually a plane crashed. Yeah? Now, physically, the, the, the prophecy, somebody told me about it. Yeah. Now, hear me. So, let's assume the plane, I mean, your dream was not out of the flesh. Then what pastor interpreted could be so. You are a man in ministry. You have a ministry. You are going to board a flight to go to your next level of ministry. But now the plane crashes. But guess what? Nobody gets hurt, but the engine gets destroyed. It simply means that there is an assignment that God has for you that you need to pray and intercede so that there, nothing happens to your next level of ministry. Are you getting my point? Yeah, there is an attack that the enemy wants to bring to you that it may not affect other people or it may not kill you or destroy, but it will destroy your assignment and your ministry. Are you getting the point? Yes. Now, last person on a dream on, 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 um, with a car. Yes, prophetess had a dream um, on, in a car. Yes, tell us the dream. Uh, Make it short, though. We don't have, it's, if it's long, we can't listen. Make it short. Give us the summary of it. Uh -huh. Okay. The, I had a dream mm -hmm. that um, my husband was driving. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was on Thika Road. Thika Road, yes. Thika Road. Mm -hmm. And uh, in between the junction to enter to our place, mm -hmm. there is a car that came and crashed. The following day mm -hmm. that I had a dream, mm -hmm. you prophesied. Mm -hmm. After the dream, mm -hmm. you prophesied that my husband will have an accident. A, an accident. Wow. One week later, mm -hmm. exactly the place I saw the dream, mm -hmm. And you prophesied about him. Mm -hmm. My daughter Faith mm -hmm. was taking a favor was mm -hmm. uh, from from the hospital. Mm -hmm. Exactly the place the car crash, but wow. we were preserved. Wow! Wow! Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Yeah. So she had a dream that there was an accident, and the following day I prophesied about the same thing, and guess what? Few days, a few weeks later, the daughter had an accident at the same spot where the dream was. Um, I'm in, in where she saw in the dream, or where I had prophesied in the dream. Are you getting the point? Yes, yeah. So, imagine if prayer was not made about it, the enemy could have made anything happen. So, don't take your dreams lightly. Tell your neighbor, don't take your dreams lightly. Don't take dreams lightly. Yes. So at least you understand dreams that concern a car, a plane, and all that, right? Yes. Yeah. Now when you have a dream, let's say you have a dream, and you're in a car, and the car is running at a top speed, but you are, you are not afraid. You are still enjoying it. What does that mean? Yes, Pastor? Divine speed in your Divine life. Divine speed in your life. Are you getting me? Yeah. It's as simple as that. Because you're a vehicle signifies what? Your life, your destiny, your destination, where you are headed. And you are running at the top speed. It's a simple sign that divine speed is about to happen. Number two, if you're having a, you had a dream and you are in a car and it gets an accident, what does that mean? 
Number one, it can mean a physical accident. Or it can mean what? Huh? A spiritual attack on your life. Are we here? Yes. Yeah, so let me go to the next thing. If you have a dream and you see a pregnant, you see yourself pregnant. What does that mean? You first give me a scripture. I tell you, you don't interpret a dream based on what you think. Give me a word from the Bible that talks about the baby or pregnancy and then you connect it to your dream. That is how you interpret dreams. So give me. Uh -huh. I th in, the, in the book of Psalms, Psalm 127, verse number 3, mm -hmm. the Bible says that behold, children are the heritage, uh, behold, children are the heritage from the Lord, and mm -hmm. the fruit of the womb is the reward. Mm -hmm. So anytime you dream with pregnancy or a child, it means that there is a blessing that is coming your way. Someone say, wow. wow. So if you have a dream, if you Google this dream right now, Google will tell you something very, very funny. I get him. That's why I always tell you, don't Google your dreams because Google is not a prophet. Are you hearing me? Now, what? every dream, there is no dream that is interpreted outside of the word of God. Every dream must be interpreted. The source of the interpretation must be based on Word. Come on, must be based on the word. The word. So if you have a dream and the dream you see yourself holding a baby, you see yourself nursing a baby, you see yourself pregnant, it is not a demonic marriage. No, like Google would tell you. Are you hearing me? Yeah, it is a sign that there is a blessing that is about to be released. The Bible says children are a reward from the Lord. There is a mega reward that is about to be given to you. So yours is to pray for the manifestation of that reward. Are we here? Yes, sir. Are we together? Yes, sir. So you need to understand that principle. Anybody that has had a dream with a child? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I had this dream uh -huh. uh, mid-August. Mm -hmm. So, in this dream, I saw myself in an ocean, mm -hmm. and I'm not a good swimmer, mm -hmm. but uh, yes. I was you swimming very well. I was not afraid, and there was a ship passing by, mm -hmm. and it seemed like there were these mothers who did not want their babies, mm -hmm. and they were throwing them into the ocean. Mm -hmm. And uh, somehow, I could see sharks coming, but mm -hmm. I wasn't afraid of them. I was afraid for the babies. So I was doing all I can to save them, but it was a bloody mess. All I could do was save one. Wow, what a powerful dream. And now this dream is so powerful. And I love that. Do you understand the dream you had? You don't? Okay. Somebody Can somebody help him understand? Interpret that dream. Based on the little we have learned today. So she was in a river, I mean like an ocean. There were people, some people were coming in a ship. There was something like a storm, but he was not afraid. And because of the storm, people were throwing their babies into the ocean. And sharks were coming to devour them. He was trying to save them. Yes. Tell us, try and help. I personally understand it very well, but I want somebody to help. Yes. I think the dream might mean that there is a calling of God upon you, mm -hmm. upon the, the younger generations, mm -hmm. that there is a generation that you, sh you should save. Mm -hmm. 
is what I think it means. Powerful. Uh -huh. You are very close. You got it right, but uh, not entirely. Yes. Okay, anybody, let me try and explain for the sake of time. Now, you being in the ocean and you not being afraid, it's a sing, it's a, it symbolizes an anointing. All right? The water is a symbol of the spirit. If you were afraid, I told you last week, it symbolized what? An attack. The Bible said, the enemy shall come out against you like a flood. But now you are in the ocean, but you are not a good swimmer, but you are still not afraid. afraid sorry. Now, guess what? You are not being afraid and being in the ocean and seeing a ship coming and people throwing their blessings in the ocean and God using you to try to save them. They are so, it, it means that there were other people that were are having issues or having challenges, but God is going to use you as a vessel to help deliver them so that they don't get they don't get their blessings destroyed because the baby was the baby which is their blessing is what they were throwing into the ocean. Are you getting my point? Yes, sir. Are you getting my point? Yes, sir. Which is a very, very powerful thing. So you have a calling upon your life. And the calling is God is going to use you to save so many others. Amen. 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 Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. Yeah. So God is going to use you to save many people. So if you are you are just there and you are not, um, you come to church here. Today is your first time, but you come here once a while. Yeah. You need to connect with 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 grace so that you can be mentored and raised into, be, for, into fulfilling the assignment and the calling that is upon your life. Are you getting me? Amen. Yeah, so there's a calling of God upon your life. And God will use you to save many others from destruction. Amen. Amen? Amen. Yes. Anyone else? Lastly, and I go to the next thing. So in case you have a dream and you see... We've talked about pregnancy, yeah? Anyone else that saw a baby or a pregnant? Yes? Yeah, let give it to the person there. There's a young girl there that had a dream. Praise God. Amen. Uh, I had a dream of my son. Uh, he keeps on falling when you're sleeping down the bed. And sometimes he just vanishes. I'm trying to search... For him, on the same bed, he's sleeping, mm -hmm. but he's not there, and it's not, uh, I've dreamt this plenty of times. You've dreamt it plenty of times, yes. that your son is vanishing. Either he's vanishing, he's not there, or he's fallen down, so I'm really trying to catch up on it. Yes, somebody help us interpret the dream, somebody from that same place. Yes, yes, yeah, give that to the young girl, yes, I like that. The young girl is going to help us interpret the dream, huh? Praise God. Amen. Okay, forgive me if I'm wrong. But <laughs> no, no, no. I like that. Try. Me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but your son disappearing. I'll say this is not a good sign. Mm -hmm. I'll say it's not a good sign. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? What do you uh, think it means? <laughs> okay, your son disappearing and then like he's missing when you're in the same bed and he's falling. You need to really pray about it mm -hmm. because this might be demonic interference at some point. Mm -hmm. Like. Okay, it's something spiritual, like there is a shift. Like this side is trying to grab him, you're trying to. Wonderful. That is yes, anyone else? Thank you for that. Yes, anyone else? Purity, you want to try? Yes, Pastor, you want to try? You want to help us interpret the dream? Yes, give it to Pastor. Wow. 
Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. How old are you, Pastor? Uh, 12 years old. 12 years old. Strict. Pastor, help us. Uh-huh. I think it might be that he's uh-huh. missing out on opportunities each and every single time. If you pray about it, he might fall back onto the right track. Come on, put your hands together for Pastor. See, we are raising men in this church. I told you, um, babies or children signifies what? Yes. yes, and so the, it keeps disappearing and coming up. Do you miss opportunities from time to time? Do you miss opportunities or you miss blessings like something is supposed to come to you but it, it ends up not coming? Yeah, have you seen it a couple of times? Like, for instance, somebody promises you they are going to help you or you, there is a job you are pursuing or some business and all of a sudden it doesn't end up manifesting. Have you seen physically those things happen in your life? Yes, that is exactly what you are seeing in your dream. Are you getting me? You are missing opportunities. You are missing blessings that it disappearing and coming back. It falling is a sign of missing opportunities or blessings that is meant to come to you. So yours is to pray and to safeguard any opportunity and blessing that God has intended for you so that you don't lose it. Amen? Come on, put your hands together for the Lord. So lastly, let me just give one thing. In case you want more, just buy the book, Dream Code, and you can read, and then it can help you. In case you see rats, how many of you have, have you seen rats and those rodents? You see rats? Yes. Huh? Last one, and then we'll go home. How many of you, from what you have learned today, you can tell me you can help interpret your own dreams, at least? You can interpret some dreams. Yes, you can interpret some dreams. Yes. Uh-huh. Anybody? Rats. Oh, you don't see rats in your dream. No. You see... Okay. Who here has had a dream and possibly you don't understand? Or, but now you understand. You have a dream? Anyone? Any dream that needs interpretation here? Yes. You had a dream? Yes. Tell us. Summarize it, eh? Don't make it too long. I dreamt some time. Mm-hmm. I was um, in the house. Mm-hmm. Then there were three snakes mm-hmm. outside the house. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was a white one, black one. There were different sizes. Mm-hmm. One came beat me on the face. Mm-hmm. Then my daughter ran to go mm-hmm. call the, 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 the soldier to come mm-hmm. and beat them, to kill them. But the soldier was not there. So all of a sudden, we started looking for them in the compound. Mm-hmm. But later, we found them and killed the two. But mm-hmm. one, but the other one disappeared. Okay, so who can help us interpret that dream? I want somebody who has not spoken. At least we have learned, try, attempt. Who can help us interpret the dream? Anybody? Anybody from the back, in the corners? Who can help us interpret the dream? Oh, I mentioned names. Yes, Maya, interpret the dream. Help us. You have been in church for a long time. Give her the microphone. Help us interpret the dream. She's the one in white. She saw a snake. The snake bit her. Okay? What does a snake signify? Attack. Demonic attack. Good. So she, the snake bit her. And three, there are three different snakes signifying how many attacks? Three attacks. Yes. Demonic attacks. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then what? What happened? They disappeared. One was killed. No, two were, two were killed, one disappeared. So what does that mean? 
she still has one demonic attack. <laughs> Sorry. So she still has one demonic. Yeah, okay, she's trying to say there is still one attack that if you don't deal with, might come to you. Yeah? Exactly, but yeah. two of them were what? Destroyed. Now, there is one part that we missed. She said that they went to call a soldier. When you see a soldier in a dream, or a police officer, what does it mean? Protection or security or your covering. Now, she needed someone to help her, cover her, protect her, assist her, but there was no one. Yeah. And it's a sign that you possibly did not have protection. You didn't have a cover. I may not know, but I can confidently say that time you were not going to church. Were you going to church at that time? Were you going to church that time? Yes. You see? She has not told me that I could tell that time she was not going to church. I think you started coming to church here last week, right? Yeah, the first time was last week. But that time she was... For how long were you, were you out of church? For how many? You are sick. So for how long were you not? One year. You see? Without knowledge, I could tell. Because she couldn't find a soldier, help her deal with the attack, it was a sign she had no covering. Are you learning something? Yes, sir. Yeah, she had no covering. Why? Because she says for one year, because she was unwell, she was not going to church. So, you need to be able to, when you study the word of God, you are able to help yourself interpret the dreams you have. And you grow, when you grow from interpreting dreams, you are able to get to the level of interpreting what? Visions. Shall we be upstanding? Are you blessed you came to church? Yes, sir. So now we are, we are, we are done with the subject of dreams. Now next week, I'm going to teach you on the act of hearing. Somebody say the act of hearing. The act of hearing. How you can hear God. How many of you want to hear the voice of God? Yeah. You need, I tell you, you need to hear God for yourself. You don't have to always to be running. Prophet, what is the Lord saying? My friend, what if God has not said anything? Yeah. And some of you think that God speaks like um, every day he will give you a new word. God does not speak like that. Amen? Yes. I want us to pray that God will lift you in the things of the spirit. That you will grow in the things of the spirit. That your heart, your mind, your spirit will be sensitive. I, you, okay, you have a question. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have learned to interpret it mm -hmm. and you pray, mm -hmm. but still whatever you prayed about happens. What, okay. How would you say about that? So, Minister Faith has a question. Oh, there are people online. Sorry, our online people, we forget you. There are questions that are coming from online. Dreamt twice that I was in labor room giving birth. Then I died during the dream. Oh, my God. That is not your portion. Whoever sent that dream, I'm in, in, I mean, she said she dreamt twice. She was in the labor room and she died during the... What does that mean? Pray much your death before you get your blessing. Are you getting me? Dying when delivering a blessing, premature death, any premature death against your life, I cancel it from your life. Cancel in the name of Jesus. Now, I am going to, we are, I'm supposed to be teaching on voices this week, 
But this week, I will strictly deal with dreams and their interpretations on Grace Hour. Are you hearing me? Yes. I've taught you how to interpret dreams, but are those of you that still struggle with one dream or the other, I will be dealing with, I'll just come and we'll be dealing with dreams and interpretations and be praying against demonic dreams. Are we here? Yes. So, hear me. Um, um, Minister Faith says that what if you have a dream and you pray about it and it still happens? What do you do? How many of you have been there about before? You prayed about a dream, a negative dream, but it still happens. There is, a, there is something we usually say that God reveals to God reveals to how many of you have heard that before? That God actually reveals to redeem. Now, is that true? Hmm? Is that true? Are you sure it is true? Give me a scripture in the word of God that says God reveals to redeem. Give me one scripture. Give me one scripture in this Bible we read that says God reveals to what? Give me one scripture. I, no, 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 I want you to. I'm going to give you that as an assignment. Can I tell you something that will shock you? Actually, there is no scripture that emphatically states that. You have a scripture for me? Read it for me. What does it say? Isaiah 48, 3. Uh-huh. Yeah. He says close. Like I said, it doesn't emphatically state that. Now, he, he read that for me. Uh-huh. They went forth from my mouth, and I caused you to hear it. And suddenly, suddenly I did. Uh, is that a scripture you want to read? Read it from your Bible. Maybe Warimu's Bible is different. Read it from your Bible and let me hear. Huh? It's, uh, it's close to that. Yeah. Uh -huh, read it from your Bible. So, hmm? time and again, I warned, cautioned, and he turned to you about what was going to happen in the future. Mm -hmm. Then suddenly I took action and all my predictions came true. Wow. Say, time and again, I warned you about what was going to happen in the future. God warned you, and then what? Suddenly, Suddenly it happened. Yes. So this actually talks about God showing you and it happening, not God showing you and redeeming it. There are two different things. When we say God reveals and redeeming, he revealed that there was an accident and he stopped it. There is no single scripture in the word that actually states emphatically that God reveals to redeem. I've taught you how to find scriptures, isn't it? How do you find scriptures? I've taught you how to find scriptures. Any scripture you want to find. Oh, you have not. How do you find it? You can Google that sentence. You can't find it. Now, what it, what it simply means is that not every revelation is redeemed. There are some things you can pray about from January to December. It will still happen. But there are many things when we pray about them, God what? Saves them. I had a very, one of my best friends for many years. I had 
two friends, I think possibly they are listening to me. Um, they were twins. Two ladies, they were my friends some time ago. Those days I used to live in London and God revealed to me now, guys, um, online people, are they watching? So you are going to mute the sound for online, for me. Online
online followers we have had. We love you. I want you to talk to God and tell the Lord, Father, take me higher. Launch me deeper into the things of the Spirit. I don't want to have a church where members are not deeper into God. We want to grow a church where we are deeper into the things of the Spirit. Come on, begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Kado shalabaya. Raba labada bada bada mihataya. Ikada da 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 boshata. Raba labranta da labranta. Raba labada banta da labranta. Ishala da bakonda da basota ya. Raba la da brasha la branta da da bakosha. Raba la basua anta ya. Raba la brasha la branta ya. Raba la bada basha la branta ya. Father, take us chapter 4 verse 1 from the King James the Bible says when John the revelator was caught up in the realms of the spirit now you cannot be a prophet if you have not studied the book of revelations he says after this I looked and behold a door was opened in heaven and the first voice which I heard was of that of a trumpet talking to me Malikadosh. we said come up hither somebody say come up hither Somebody say, Come up hither. Shout and say, Come up hither. He says, Come up hither, and I will show you things which must be here, which must be hereafter. In other words, there was a revelation John had. And for John to see things that are yet to come, John needed to come up higher in the spirit. You, if you want to be a man, a woman that can be able to sense things that are yet to come, you should be able to be a man that goes higher into the things of the spirit. You cannot ascend. You cannot ascend the higher waters of the spirit and not go and not see things that concerns your future and concerns other people's future. 
Are you getting me? Yes. The testimony um, that was given this week. How a woman goes to hospital, five medical consultants say she cannot conceive. And me, I say you will conceive. And she conceives. Why? Because I am not seen from the flesh. I am seen from the spirit. Amen. She gave birth to a bouncing baby girl. And five medical consultants from five different hospitals say she can't conceive. Are you getting it? Yeah. Why? When you are higher in the spirit, you are able to see things ordinary men cannot see. You want to pray to God, that Father, take me higher into the things of the spirit. I want you to get to a realm where I am here. I can give you a microphone to prophesy. And you can say, yesterday I saw in a vision this and this and this. And by one week it will happen. I understand. Are you hearing me? Yeah. We want us to grow to a dimension where God will begin to use you. The other day, Isaiah said that the Lord touched my tongue with coals of fire. May Jehovah touch your tongue with coals of fire. That whatever comes out of your mouth, it shall be fire yes. and power. Yes. Without borders, let me walk upon the waters to wherever you Because I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. That is when Isaiah's eyes was opened and he saw the seraphims had covered their face and covered their feet. And they were flying. And he could, he could see the countenance of God. The first time Isaiah, the major prophet, had the revelation about the things of God of God and the things yet to come in the year that Hosea died now verse 6 he says then one one of the seraphims flew to me having what? 
a live coal which he had taken with tongues from the altar. And what, what happened? And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, and your iniquity has been taken away, and your sin is purged. Isaiah's lips were touched with coal. Verse 8, hear what happened. The next thing we see, Isaiah could not be used not unless his lips were touched with coals of fire. Say, then I heard a voice of the Lord saying, before then he had not heard any voice. Oh my God. Are you hearing me? Before his lips were touched with coals of fire, he had not heard any voice. Then he said, then I heard a voice saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here am I, send me. For Isaiah to be used, his lips had to be touched with coals of fire. I lift a prayer over your life as you go home. May God touch your lips with coals of fire. From today, may you be touched with coals of fire. May Jehovah God cause you to be on fire for him. May anything that restrains you and restrains your destiny, let it cast fire in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Any limitation in your life, today we decree and declare, it is permanently destroyed in the name of Jesus.